and thunder out there. Here's Waterspoon. So Gogic the dummy. In comes the ball, and there is the goal. A superb season has just become an extraordinary season. Double winners, history makers. Brown struck it really well. And there is Chris Kane, who does get the goal that puts St Johnson one up in Austria. Stevie May! Bedlam, chaos, blue limbs everywhere. Welcome along to episode 89 of the Dogger Saints podcast. Ready or not, here he comes, Perth's premium refugee, it's Danny Williams. How are you? Well, <clears throat> my life may be um, a farce. My Instagram story has been pretty good as a result, so, you know. But you are indeed coming live from Lenny's gaff, <laughs> Premier in Perth, Danny Williams. <laughs> this is how you roll. I'm having this up to be worse than it is. I'm literally having some work done on my flat. I am I am full partridge in, except he got to go to the Radio Norfolk studio I have to do this at Lenny's gaff and hope that the Wi-Fi holds up sufficiently. I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. Welcome back. This is our kind of... I can't even load any porn up, so I don't know how we're going to do this. Don't worry, there is enough blue material in today's podcast (laughs) with our busiest ever theme team, which you guys are mucky pups, but we've got you covered there. George O'Boyle and the Royal, we've got you covered there as well. Club Shop of Shame the women's team, the men's team, theme team, all the teams, <laughs> everything is covered in tonight. <laughs> There's a lot of teams. Indeed. But not this, this is Zoom. <laughs> a wee online communication joke for the boys. Speaking we, of jokes... Can we, have that dad, can we have that as dad joke number one? No, no we may not. But if you want a dad joke, <laughs> I am armed. I am armed. Well, we start off pretty... It goes pretty blue. So... We'll start off with something fairly decent dad joke territory, will we, this week? All right, go on. What do you call a fish that wears a bow tie? God. Sophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) Total bollocks. I enjoyed that. That was clean. That was wholesome. It was good time, family fun, fully befitting this podcast. My last joke involves incest, so we all build up to that one. So did the pawn that I couldn't load up. <laughs> I'm just saying all this for chuckles value. Yeah, I'm going for dinner with my stepmom on uh, Thursday, so we know how these events turn out. No idea what you mean. Let's move on. St Johnston. I've played a couple of games since we last spoke against Rangers and indeed against Hibs. If you like two nils, then this is the podcast for you. Also, the women played and they lost two nil as well. So it's kind of like Oprah Winfrey. You now you get a car, you get a car. You lose two nil. You lose two nil. <laughs> Use lose to nil. Um, usually we have a little highlights package of how it went down, but I don't think it's even worth it because we didn't really have much efforts on target in either game. No, because Rangers game, I don't know about you, but I felt it was a bit frustrating because they were bad. I mean, they were bad. And I suppose Motherwell fans will probably feel the same way coming off the back of this last weekend, or this weekend just passed, I should say, because they lost 1-0 to them and they were... I'm not really sure how. I mean, Rangers fans were coming away as if they'd lost 10-0. But, I mean, they were they were really poor at our place, but it was two crap goals, really. The first one was 
a ball that should never have got in the box. Second one, Matondo just absolutely left all the fun with the dead. I mean, it was like a freaking roadrunner um, compared to that geezer that the roadrunner just ran away from. Wiley Coyote. That, the very same. Wiley E. Coyote. The very same. Wiley E. Coyote. And so, yeah, it wasn't... Um, but we had a good spell after half-time, and this is sort of indicative of where we've been last few games really we sort of looked like we might start creating chances and getting the ball in the box and getting something going in the final third but actually when we looked at it we had about two shots yeah it wasn't... Spell. and it was and that's at most I didn't really have many clear-cut opportunities that didn't lead to shots or clear-cut openings. In the end, I actually thought a range. In fact, we're saying Grant, who we had on last time, um, from heart and hand, he he's probably more knowledgeable about football than more more knowledgeable about football than most people I know. And he actually he was that knowledgeable. He predicted the future. He said it'd be a scrappy but deserved two-nil win. Yeah, that's about right, but. There was a couple of incidences we'll touch on uh, very quickly. One of them, we had a couple of penalty shouts. Uh, Chris Kane, um, one got taken out by the keeper, potentially, and the other one dragged down in the box. What is your take on them two? I've completely forgotten about these. Um, this is the problem. <laughs> this is the thing we're doing the podcast two, two weeks after the game. You know what? The weird thing was, the first one, in the ground, this is, the first one, which was one from the goalkeeper, Butland, that was the one I looked at and thought. I actually looked at it in the ground and thought Kane's done well to get away with without getting booked for diving there. Mm-hmm. And then the second one off the corner, I think it was Tom Lawrence. That was in the ground. I was screaming. I thought that was Stonewall, absolute Stonewall penalty. Actually, then when I got home and looked at the highlights, <laughs> I thought the one off the corner the one with Lawrence might have been a bit soft if it had been given I still actually probably think it was a penalty I thought that would have been soft but I thought the one with Butland I thought that was an absolute stick on yeah but again VAR who had the benefit of I mean so you can forgive the referee really but then VAR he's got the benefit of looking at the sort of replays we saw after the game when folks watching VR looked at the one with the goalkeeper for about 20 seconds, whereas the one off the corner um, with Tom Lawrence it had a really good look at. So I don't know. This mainly shows that I just can't work out VAR and what it really looks at. I think the ultimate thing is, I go, I've just said I can't work out what VR does and what it looks at. It does say, you know, clear and obvious error to overrule. In all honesty, I think. It was one of them. If it had been given the other way and it had gone to VAR, it wouldn't have got overturned either. It would have upheld the penalties. It, I don't... It's... Yeah, I don't think they were clear enough. I don't think there was enough there to say, really, on either of them to say, you know, the ref's really fucked up there. It was something enough. We'd have probably missed anyway. Well, this is it. Um, I did speak to Grant from Heart and Hand afterwards the game and his big sticking point was the, the offside goal which was chopped off for <laughs> Kimar Roof uh, one good because he fucked up Murray Davidson before the, the League Cup final never yeah. forgive him for that one and secondly this is one of the VAR points you can't really argue with 
because this is a black and white. It's not a, a grey area and somebody's judgment call. This is a black and white call because the as soon as the ball's hit, they freeze it, taking the lines, and they went, and they basically based it well. And Grant's argument was, well, looking at the lines on the pitch, as I did not take that as, as a as no. something that you should no. take it for granted that that is indeed ninety degree angle to the the touch lines. Um, <laughs> no, to be fair, I did look at it, but I think it probably what added to the fishiness there was the fact that the lino would put his flag up and then put it down again. But it shouldn't really matter because you're playing to the whistle. But also, you shouldn't do it because the natural thing is anyone's ever played football at any level. If you've got a linesman who sticks a flag up, you stop. You don't really play to the whistle. So it was all sort of immaterial in the end. It really um, is. You're absolutely right. And the fact that if the Saints maybe played a bit better, we might have got something out of that because Rangers are indeed bobbins. Um, <laughs> bobbins like. <laughs> Speaking of bobbins, St. Johnston's performance this Saturday against Hibs and... Oh, here's the highlights. This is what happened. It's Daniel Phillips who finds the space and he's got to do better. He done the hard bit. May threading it through well on side. He found the space but couldn't find the target. Whipped in towards Lewis Miller! Hibs are ahead! Lewis Miller delighted! St. Johnston go in search of an equaliser. Marshall with a superb save. Last ditch. Strong goalkeeping. A lot of battling in the box. Lafondre. That's oh, a lovely touch. It's Dylan Venter. It's 2 0 Hibs. Fired in by Dylan Venter. And it's another lovely Hibs move. Mitov stretching, but the power puts it beyond the goalkeeper. Another 2 0 defeat. One kind of half chance. Well, one chance we had, it was a great save from David Marshall off a Considine, which was in the middle of a very good spell of play, which was maybe five, ten minutes in the whole game where we played anything near the levels that we've, we've, we've been promised. But overall, nowhere near good enough. Two words, not good enough. <laughs> Absolutely. And there was very nearly two words won't be back <laughs> at the end of it. Nah, I, I'll be honest with you. I try not to let football. I'm 33 years old. I spent a, probably a good 20-odd years of my life where my moods were dictated to by football. So I try not to get too up or down about things now. Um, and Rangers game, walked out of the ground and sort of just shrugged it off. Oh, I'll tell you what, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday was a bit different. I was, they were terrible. They were, they were just, they were nothing. Yeah, just absolutely. They were nothing, weren't they? That was. Yeah, there's, there's no, there was no identity about. I mean, McLean's coming out and he's giving it all. You know, I want to play this Diamond Daniel Stendhal high press attacking football, getting in the face, getting on the front foot. Brilliant, brilliant. And I don't doubt that's probably what he tells them to do. But who the fuck's going to do it? So you have to be a bit smarter and you have to probably adapt to what you've got. I had a bit of sympathy for him with this and then lost it all after what he said in the courier today. I think it was a courier or the advertiser. I'll be honest with you, Eric and Matty, I only saw a screen grab, so I didn't really see. But it was, um, he's come out. I, I thought, right, it's amazing all up top on his own. You know, we had Sven Sprangler in midfield and pissing Springer Spaniel up top. Right, that's what <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was, it was genuinely, I've, had, I've been 
baking that since about 20 minutes into the bus ride home, by the way. Nice. Um, didn't use it in any group chat, saved it just for this, and the results were worth it. What a guy. Um, it was, um, honestly, just... and it's not Stevie's fault either. He's not picking himself up there. And I had a bit of sympathy with Maka because I was like, well, he's not really got many other options. Kane and Clark were both... Um, Kane and Clark were both injured. Kane back in the stands again. Um, shock horror, right? Jeff Kurt has got fatter, if I'm honest. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. I mean, look, I've said this all along. You get guys that are different shapes and sizes, even in football, you know. He's obviously a stocky. I've seen pictures of him when he was at Plymouth and stuff like that. He's a stocky kind of guy. But it's the fact he doesn't look like he can run the length of himself. But M- McLean's big thing was, I wanted to play May and Jeffcott, but that wouldn't have left me with a centre forward on the bench. And you're like, right, that, that's true. That's true enough. So what? Go with what you were... Which actually makes me think that he didn't really want to do that. He didn't really want to play... He wanted to play this four... Free, free thing, and he probably wanted to. To be honest with you, he probably wanted to play Jeff Kurt of May, but his fitness issues, obviously, there. Oh, in, in, in fact, no, he wanted to play Chris Kane, and he pulled up injured in in the week. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's never going to work. We know this. There is enough empirical evidence there to say that we know that, that we know Stevie May up top on his own just isn't going to work. And it's not his fault. He needs someone up there with him. McLean knows this better than anyone. He was the bloke that was up there with him yeah. for several years. He knows his game inside out. He played He played with him for years. Or for a few years anyway. Keep conceding shit goals. That's not, that's not ideal. I'll be honest with you. I probably should be doing this because, you know, doing a podcast talking about games. But I haven't had the heart to watch it back yet. I just, I just can't. I just didn't want to put myself through it. So a few folks slagging Dimitar off for the first goal. I would say James Brown was the kind of guy that lost his... Yeah. But, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I have a bit of sympathy with a the goalkeeper there. He, you know what? On a different day, he might have kept it out. But We're 50 minutes into this podcast and all we've talked about is crap and downbeat, dejected stuff. I think we just move on from talking about football. And move on to St. John's, loosely based St. John's and other stuff. How about that? Could say Sven Sprangler would look good, though. Where? Now, well, that seems like a positive jumping off. Point. Oh, yeah. I, generally, I thought you meant physically and, like, football-y. Football-y? Right. Yeah, he's got a bit of the looks about him. Um, yeah. Blonde head, blue eyes from that part of Europe. Um, <laughs> you, you would have survived, no question. <laughs> Um, uh, I thought he played all right. Um, he's put himself right. into some big challenges, which is fine, and I think he'll be a, a stick on. If you can just get him and uh, Daniel Phillips working together, then yeah, and preferably Cammy McPherson never darkens our door again. We've got a few options though in midfield, so we're not that far away. Right, and we need to talk about the other positive, which I was going to frame as, which I was going to chuck a negative into, but I'm not. Obviously, the I was going to say the man, the child who replaced Cameron McPherson on Saturday, Franny Franchak, uh, becoming Saints' youngest ever player at 
Is it 16 years and 34 days? 38 days, and he's got three months to score a goal to become the uh, youngest ever goal scorer in the league. That's what he's got. He's got I read months. that very good, uh, very good piece. I know that was in the courier. I read that <laughs> very good piece today. What does that have dubbed them? Wham, bam, double fram. Wham, bam, double fram. The very man. I read another good piece. This one was in the PA about Franny. And um, that's a mate of mine, John, um, who was Fran's youth cut. He said to me months ago, after the youth cut game, actually, it's pretty special. He said he's a great kid as well. So I was absolutely delighted. Well, we saw him in pre-season as well. Yeah. I'm sure plenty of folks did. Uh, he's five. Um, I think he played Dunfermline as well. And he just he looks head and shoulders above the rest of the team. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, I'll admit it was slightly weird seeing him come on ahead of about six of the lads McLean has signed. That was maybe a bit worrying. Um, but no, no, look, if you're, old, if, you're, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I thought he did all right as well. I thought he was... He looked pretty game, looks a bit raw and stuff at times, but she's gonna when you're still six. Well, you've just turned 16, so uh, I also didn't realize he was younger in the brothers. Now, Philippe's um, Philippe's older than him, he's also at Saints for anyone listening who's unaware. And we've got another younger brother as well, he's meant to be shit up, so could be could be a triple franchise at some point at Saints so right. the McGinnies that's what we need like the Kellys as well Liam Kelly and uh, Motherwell there's three of them as well aren't there yeah um, it's, yeah I've got an impromptu was... dad joke when just you're talking about names there what do you call a Frenchman in sandals Philippe Philop. Philippe Philop. <laughs> <laughs> to the banto Welcome along to the St. Johnson banter page section of the podcast. Right, I'm not having the fleet flop thing as my dad joke going into this feature, Dan. I've got another one for you. I forgot this was Sam Miller's dad joke hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, this is this is my uh, my platform to uh, comedy greatness. Uh, what do you call a blind kid? <laughs> no, what does a blind kid and an orphan have in common? Sorry, a blind kid? Yep, and an orphan. What have they got in common? I, I'm terrified to ask. Go on. Neither of them can see their parents. Right, let's move on. The St. Johnson, <laughs> the, the St. Johnson, the St. Johnson banter page, as you know on Facebook, is riddled with uh, anger, hatred, and sometimes some genuine banter, few and far between. Um, so we bring you the best, the good, the bad, and the bantoist banto that ever did banto from the banter page. And Danny, you are loaded with this week's hot stuff. Where are you taking us first? <laughs> Sam, now we normally have good banto, some sort of wild card banto, and bad banto. But this week we've got we've got two bad banto. Oh, we've got two wild card bantos. Right, I'm just going to go with this. I'm going to start off with um, with good banto. As you know, I don't normally like to name names on this unless it's one of my mates or someone we know listens. So that's exactly what I'm going to do here. So Stuart put two in. Stuart Taylor. Okay. And I texted him. I was like, <laughs> I texted him saying, "You're on this week." I've not quite worked out which one it is. So there's a Simpsons reference on there that just sort of bombed that oh, nobody yeah. got. Apart from you. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried that nobody would get it on this podcast. So I'm going with um, I'm going with a much more simple one. Two words. Announce Lomas. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. The reason this was good. Right? 
<laughs> then, because if you, I know this from experience from my Mark McGee misadventure, right? If you ever post like a joke, bam, oh, <laughs> if you ever post like a banter manager suggestion on the banter page, you get people in the comments like taking you seriously and then suggesting other names. Um, and someone suggested Robbie Nelson. I'll be honest with you, I'd normally say no thanks, but there we go. Wouldn't be the worst um, in the world. No, no. So, but we continue on a theme. He's, he's already took a club up from the. He's already took a Tayside club up from the Championship once. So you know, Neil Warnock's name up here. Sam, yeah, absolutely right. Now, this is the sensational. This is sen- a fucking Texanies. Don't plead innocence. Honest to God, I was. I didn't know this is where it was going. I don't know where you're coming up with the Banto page. So this was what I titled. This is wildcard Banto number one of the week. Sensational Banto. Where someone has just posted Neil Warnock question mark. And you know that that has been entirely serious. Yeah, that that came from, if you listen back on our Colin show, we'll have another Colin soon, I think. He's getting to that time again. Um, yeah. I think it was Ian Windross that uh, suggested maybe we get Neil Warnock on. Was it him? Oh, it was Mick McCarthy. It was it was Ian, but it was Mick McCarthy. Oh, that's who I was thinking of. That's who I was going to say there, Mick McCarthy. I don't know why I had Neil Warnock. So in Neil Warnock, or is the anagram of, anagram of his actual name is Colin Wanker, right? <laughs> so Neil, he has a house up here. This is why he gets linked to every job in Scotland. He's got a house in the noon. Good. I didn't know that. Oh, he's always up here. So he gets linked to every job. Hearts are pine. There's a raft of Hearts fans. He's obviously just left... Right, I need to go into some Warnock stuff here. So he obviously left Huddersfield last week, and it got announced at the start of the week that he'd be stepping down as manager. He's about 75. He was going to step down as manager. He signed on until the end of the season. They obviously had a bit of a change of heart. I think it seemed like a mutual change of heart. But in the first time I've ever seen this, a manager was let go, but got given a farewell game on the Wednesday night. <laughs> he got allowed to stay in charge. That's... It wasn't like it was a friendly or some knockabout Papa John's trophy game or something. It was a league match against Stoke City. And he got allowed to take charge for one last game. Did they win? So uh, I think they drew two each. Yeah, a decent so, end. So he's linked to every, he gets linked to most jobs in Scotland. So I think he's... Um, Hearts fans are properly pining for him. Or some are. I want it to happen because bit of a nasty, curmudgeonly, miserable old curmudgeonly. I'd be gr- curmudgeonly. And he would be absolutely great fun. Do you know what else is good fun, Dan, on the banto? Hmm? Crime. Crime in the banto. Exactly. So therefore we have this week's second <laughs> second wildcard. I suppose this could be bad banto, but as we all know, bad banto is really the best banto. <laughs> Crime banto. <laughs> Banto, right. What was that the theme tune to? Fuck knows, but it sounded crimey. Oh, it did sound oh, crimey. No. I thought it was a genuine, I thought it was maybe crime work. I thought you maybe started with the bill there, but it turned out it wasn't the bill. Oh, no, Right. I know we're short on content, but you singing along to some 1990s <laughs> crime references is really, is really uh, ripping the cut. Right. Uh, let's go for right. it. Crime Banto. This is, this, is, this is taking a bad turn, this. Right. Everyone in this will remain nameless. Right. 
Four weeks ago, I purchased a match worn Jason Kerr shirt from Nameless. I have not received the shirt, no tracking, and no refund either. He is now ignoring my messages. If anyone knows him, please ask him or her <laughs> to do the decent thing and sort this out. But then, <laughs> then we have to wade into the comments, right? And given it's now been deleted, we've lost all the good comments of people just going fight, fight, fight. Yeah, generally egging this situation on. <laughs> but but redacted name got back. The seller got back. Offered to meet you with the shirt two weeks ago as well as I was in Perth then. Again, offered to meet you. Spelled too wrong as well. Um, Double both, On both occasions. Yeah. Meet you on Saturday just past. Offering a refund until you receive the shirt. But you never met me at the club shop and I've not been ignoring you. I've been busy. Two weeks ago, I t- right. So then, OP. Two weeks ago, I told you I wasn't at the game. I replied to you on Saturday saying I was at the stadium, and then OP has then um, replied to themselves. All it would take at the very start was you to give me tracking that you said you had, and I've never received it. I'm loving that the Bantle page is now used as a social media platform in itself. <laughs> it's taken on a life of its own, and what we can ascertain from this is it may have gone too far. It's, it's grown organically, certainly. It's like Godzilla when it got too big and started destroying cities. So The battle must be stopped. But it did lead to some good comedy. Because <laughs> then the whole thing rumbled over on a Twitter, or Conway Twitter, or the Malcolm X, whatever we're calling it. And yeah, it was... Um, some would call it unsavoury. Don't forget, the opposite of savoury is sweet. And this was pretty sweet banter. <laughs> Let's not mess about it. This was pretty sweet banter. <laughs> Good, good banter this week and what is the conclusion did uh, said person get said talk from him or indeed her well we never knew so this is a crime watch appeal <laughs> we'll put a photo fit up and everything <laughs> if you know if you know what the conclusion of this was not looking at anyone in particular here but the chief commissioner of the banter um, if you know what the conclusion to this sorry story was <laughs> then you come and see the boys you come and let us know because <laughs> because I genuinely want to find out. It's going to be something really shit. It's going to be like something totally unsatisfying. Like they got a shirt or got a refund. Yeah, well, Whereas well, the actual satisfying conclusion would be that they were in the car park before the Livingston game throwing stones at each other. Love it. We'll call the guy, I've, I've seen it there, whose name it has been from the screenshot. Right, we'll, we'll just call him Connor I, because I think that's, no, that's too <laughs> obvious. We'll call him C. Irvin. I think that's probably the better <laughs> name. So we will never know who he is, but... <laughs> That's the banter this week. We will keep our beady eyes on said Facebook page. Right, we're going to need to get this done, Dan. We're going to need to do it. Been dreading this. It's it's Steam Team. Steam Team. Steam Team. Steam Team. Steam Team. We ask you every week on the old Malcolm X slash Twitter for your uh, theme team suggestions. And this week's theme was the vagina. Yeah. And it turns out this has been the most popular and successful one ever. So (laughs) I I should have probably given out the, if you've got kids, if you listen to this in the car and there's kids, it's probably worth fast forwarding maybe five, ten minutes. Because this is going to get fairly unsavory (laughs) fairly quickly. Yeah, it's not going to be... It's it's going to be... Um, not a lot of people are going to come out of this looking good. 
No, especially the people that sent us them privately because they didn't want to be named. You are getting named Joss Marnick, <laughs> Ali McCunt. <laughs> good one as well. Well, we just get straight into this. Yeah, let's do it. Right, let's do it. There's quite the substantial list here, so but they're all brilliant. First and foremost, they've been absolutely superb. I thought this would be a struggle, but it turns out there is more names for the fanny than I remembered. Um, hmm. So we'll start off with at Brassnick8 on Twitter, who had a few in, but we'll pick a couple. Uh, Tam Pax Kucharavi. <laughs> and his other one, Bobby Zlamalto. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only reference I camel toe in this whole one, so he's got done really well here. Uh, Colin McKay actually had a full starting 11. Yeah. Keeper, defenders, strikers, and a manager in uh, Gusset McPherson. But I will. I, I handpicked some of the ones out of there because um, there was loads this week, loads and loads and loads. Clam Davidson, Clitter Ross Sinclair, Liam Clitter Ross Sinclair. Oh, Clitter Ross Sinclair. <laughs> Liam Lady Gordon, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, Twatilla Sick Early Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> They're all brilliant. Um, so that's Colin Mackay. Thank you very much them Colin Graham Powery uh, Callum Day Fudson and uh, Tam very good Tampon Scobie uh, and he was also we had about five or six of Ali McMoist uh, Mikey Pringle Mark Downey Graham Powery all came in with that one brilliant um, Mikey Pringle's other ones though were excellent this week Nick Das Cervix oh, <laughs> the Cervix <laughs> so, uh, Simon Flappin which was Simon good. Flappin yeah Dear me. And uh, Nathan Mounds. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't even the rankest yet. We've got a couple here. This is one of my favourite ones. This is from Kev Scotland. Lindsay right. Lindsay Bearded Clamilton. <laughs> Bearded Clamilton. <laughs> oh, um, Jesus H. Christ. And Fanny Panther. That was two of his efforts there. Uh, Mikey Cowder. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wallace Muffy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, Stuart McKerricker, who did confirm that is the pronunciation of his name, had a couple of crackers. Shave Mackay and <laughs> the JJ Turner Cook. <laughs> Honestly, God, we're so immature. Childish, 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 but brilliant. Uh, Max Wins Kutravi from Joss Marnock. Max Wins. Uh, Sergi Bolsnatcher and Nick Gashevich. From Stan Moss, <laughs> which are excellent. I've actually got two pages here today. Uh, Michael Puberty, that came in from a couple, including Charlie King. What a guy. <laughs> this was actually shared on Instagram by the player himself saying, harsh. Kevin Clungebert, that was from Beth, Beth, but he took a screenshot of that and he, um, yeah, he, was, he wasn't overly impressed with that. No, no, that's fair. Uh, Nathan, um, I, there's not many of Nathan's one I'm quite happily read out. There's but Fanny no. Invincible we'll go with, some of the, <laughs> which is great, but some of the other ones I'm not Na even... Nathan, Nathan's genuinely um, alarmed me in many ways. Yeah, he's this one is absolutely brilliant from St. Rick. Max Cucci-Ravi. That is really good. It's good. Uh, Henry Hole from David Wells. My favourite, and it was a country mile winner going by likes alone and it's already been declared a winner by Spoonie Senior Ian Witherspoon simply Rowan Vine because <laughs> <laughs> he is indeed a massive vagina but uh, we did say 
You can't just say Callum Davidson because he's a fanny. Rowan Rain is a proper fanny, though. Yeah. And if we, put, if we if we if we put it to a vote and put him in, if we had to put that in it, it would win by a country mile. Give it to Spinney. I think he deserves it. Rowan Vine's a fanny. The other one, but a massive doff of the cap to every other single entry that we read out or didn't read out because we couldn't read out policy. And people, yeah. And people that put in whole teams. And also, I have to apologise to SGFC News because he sent me the a team of wrestlers last week or two weeks ago to my uh, Twitter page and. The Dogger Saints one, and I forgot them both uh, when I was shaking. So a massive apology to him, but give it to Spinny; he deserves it. His brother doesn't have a job. No, no, fair enough. We'll go with that. Yeah, right. This week's theme—I don't know. Have we done this theme? The one I suggested earlier. I want to. I think we might have. I don't know. We're doing it again. It's like the wrestling one. Yeah, we hadn't done the wrestling before, but it seemed like we had done. I'm no, we did McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did do McDonald's, but I don't think we've done this. I'm going out for my tea on Thursday, and Dan's eating out every single night of the week because he's living in a Premier Inn, so they've given him a, an allowance to enjoy his dinner every night. Um, so he is going out to restaurants. So we're going with restaurants this week. I ate a Papa John's pizza in my bed in the hotel room last that's, night. That's a low point. It yeah. was the most depressing thing I've ever done. I'm not sure I like Papa John's. Oh, it's good. Like, I quite like it. I'm yeah. going to be controversial. If you pick it up, it fell within my allowance, my nightly allowance to having given this is Oh, well, at least I'll live with my mum. Yeah, my wife left me. Thanks, Dan. Right, so this... <laughs> Turned that right around on you there, sorry. My 40th birthday on Thursday, Dan, and I'm spending it in my mum's spare room. Yeah, but you're also spending it at Cafe Taboo. I do love Cafe Taboo, one of my favourite restaurants. They do a lovely Alan Main course. There's one for free. Oh, and they do a really nice dessert. They do a nice dessert. <laughs> they didn't and yeah no sense to rhyme with that but it's, I'm quite lucky because my dad will be picking up the bill laid odds yes they might even do for you as a dessert a crepe Suzette retainer <laughs> Jesus H Christ we've, we've done loads of these why have you not got better at them You've, you're a clever guy you're a clever guy Dan but you let yourself down with it yeah comes this has team. always been my downfall shit like this <laughs> this is your kryptonite the old theme team yeah so restaurant based theme team we'll get that out there this week um, let's move on to let's go to the royal shall we I'll be having a soft drink, Dan, because I've gone 72 days without a drink. I'm not proud of it, and I'm not showing off. I miss it, but I have saved oh. £800. Pounds. Oh, yeah? Yeah, according to my app. Well, it's in dollars. About 25 pence, it's an No, $728, dollars, 600 quid. That's all right, that's a decent saving. Good lad. Yeah, thanks. Good lad. Well, I haven't had a drink in two days. So, <laughs> 78 ago. <laughs> right. George O'Boy on the Royal, where have you seen St. Johnson players, and what have they been doing? This is what we want to know. I don't know where this is going this week. I've left this in the cable hands of our resident hotel, Linton Travel Tavern employee. Not employee, resident, I should say. Resident. Danny Williams. Uh, so this came to us on the old Malcolm X, which at the time was the old Conway Twitter. So I was actually raking through um, for this very purpose to try and see if anyone sent us anything. Um, so this was sort of over the summer. 
and I managed to find a couple. So if you did that over that time, you're going to be on over the next few episodes. Uh, but this came from David Duncan Lorimer, listener. So thank you very much, David. We're going back to the 90s, Sam. I love the 90s. But do you know what I also love? Dad jokes. I'm sorry, Dan. This will be right. I promise you, this will be the last week I do dad jokes. Right? Am I ever going to be able to I can do a feature again without being interrupted because you forgot you've done your dad joke? You've not done your dad joke? No, this is this is, this is is our life now, Dan. Right. Um, it's another orphan joke, which you're quite happy with one of them. Cheesy peeps, man. Right. What's the difference between an orphan and an apple? Christ. Go on. At least an apple gets picked. <laughs> I've got no beef with orphans. I don't know why I'm... I'm... <laughs> we can confirm, disclaimer, me and Dan do not have beef beef with orphans. <laughs> I've never given the impression that I do, though. That being the, the, the next thing. Gracious me. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, the year was 1999. Good year. Yeah. Very good year. The place was the Odeon Cinema at the Stack in Dundee. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do this as David. I was there to see the classic mafia comedy Mickey Blue Eyes <laughs> with Hugh Grant. With Hugh Grant, the very same. With my wife Kirsten and her mum Lorraine. Her dad Ian was much too smart to come along. Yes, he was smart because that film was bogging. Mike Bobbins. Bobbins. I. I like how. You're saying, I'm saying Scottish terms here, and you're saying the Manchester term. Is that Manchester term, is it? Bobbins, yeah. Good word. Um, well, North, Northwest of England. Anyway, Lorraine is one of those people that likes to arrive super early for everything. Me too. Is that a premature ejaculation joke? Or just <laughs> the fact that you're always late? freaking late for everything yeah. joke, yeah. Um, flights, appointments, and the movies. The talkies, if you will. <laughs> We got there so early that they hadn't even opened the doors to our screen yet. That is early. That was very early. As we're standing there, waiting to go in, I see somebody else is ridiculously early. And it's none over the next Saints manager, Paul Sturrock. <laughs> That's a great spot. <laughs> he said, Paul Sturrock and Mickey Blue Eyes, what spot? The early he for was it as there well. with someone I'm guessing was his wife. You know. Wife, side, who knows? <laughs> It'd be a gangster move to have somebody on the side. It would be. It's the type of thing a gangster would um, do. Yeah, his mistress or abroad. Anyway, the problem was that he had only recently left Saints with Dundee United, and I was still bitter about it. There was no way I was saying hi to him. Even so, I had to grudgingly respect his choice of cinema snack. Packet of minstrels. <laughs> oh, I quite like a packet of minstrels. I like munchies. I, I I like both of these things, but yeah. I'm 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 what's it? I'm very um, cliched when it comes to a cinema snack. Popcorn, juice, yeah. Popcorn and juice, yeah. Although if I go in the day, I have a coffee. Anyway, oh, you had to get a coffee at the cinema. My the guy I worked with, Stuart, took a curry with him, homemade curry in a Tupperware <laughs> box. <laughs> that was literally about three weeks ago. Couldn't believe it. That's something you do That's... not do. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. I feel like caramel anyway, nibbles. Sorry? Caramel nibbles. They're good. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. David concludes by saying, I looked at him after the movie. I looked for him after the movie. There was no sign. 
However, I like to think he had a good time and was doing impressions of, hey, forget about it, in the car on the way back home. I, well, I, I'll be honest with you, David, I think you've you've um, you changed your tune. Mickey Blue Eyes obviously had a profound effect on you. Because <laughs> you changed your tune then from him being dead to you to, <laughs> to hoping he had a good time and was saying, hey, forget about it, on the way home. Right, so, but even so, I'm going to go with it. That was liquid old boil. Absolutely classic. Seeing somebody at the cinema, especially seeing them early, brilliant. That is top door. But I've got a special secret old boil tonight from tonight, of all things. I've spotted somebody. I'm very happy to tell you about this tonight, Dan. Can I get my one out of the way first? Because yours is going to be better. It's really not, but go for it. I saw Wee Max walking down the street yesterday. (laughs) He's a new Murray Davidson, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, just ambling through town. Yeah. I seen him walking up the Dunkeld Road, like, past TK Marks. I just wonder where he's going. Oh, he would have been going back over the Junefield Bridge. Then. Having been to TK Marks. Yeah, obviously, loves it. TK Wee Max, they may call yeah. it. So, on a Wednesday, no, what's it, Tuesday? Tuesday night, I went to spin spin class on a Tuesday night at Bannington's. And I walk in, and I seen a familiar pair of, well, it was the BLK Saint shorts, the tartan, the head was down. And I was like, who's that? I, like, I recognise that. And up it popped. Our very own assistant groundsman, Jordan Thompson, was at spin class tonight at Bannantines for the first time, and what he said was about six months. <laughs> well, he's gone up in the world, because last time I saw him in a gym, it was the uh, at the gym group. There we go. He has gone all in, and after every song, he turned around to me and went, fuck me, fuck this. <laughs> was his exact words. <laughs> <laughs> Two but, words, won't be back. <laughs> Two words, won't be back. But he did tell me that he did have a... A £10 double on the Genefield and Lunkerty double on the weekend at 9-1, which is a nice touch. Did he? Yeah. That's nice. I knew that would be the odds would have gone. Congratulations to both other Perth teams, Lunkerty and Genefield Swiss, who are both still in the Scottish Cup, who have got Elgin and Bonus both at home, respectively, in the next round. So good luck to them. Yeah, absolutely. We should probably finish on a punchline of some sort. We should have just ended on Jordan Thompson being remarkably unfit on a on a spin bike, but it was a sight to behold. It was real nice. <laughs> Right, I'm drawing punchline. Yeah, go for it. With Daisy in the gym, right. So I'd seen him in the gym, and he was giving it belting. And then I saw Rory, a, um, a mutual friend of ours at football the next night, a mutual friend of mine, Jordan's. And um, I said to him about how I'd seen JT in the gym, and he said, well, that's going to make the world a difference, isn't it? Because he said he got two, two for Tuesdays on the way home. <laughs> This was also a Tuesday night, so JT, if you've been, if you weren't dominoes after spin class, let us know. Let's talk about something football based, shall we? Yes. It's the St. Johnson women's team. I'm So they had a week off this week for the international break, women's international break. Scotland are playing Belgium as we speak. Last, well, two weeks ago, they came up short against Glasgow women, but this week is a massive game. It's the Sky Sports Cup second round. St. Johnson are at home to current Scottish women's champions, Glasgow City, um, who are coming to the Riverside this Sunday. A massive game. Free hit. Oh, yeah, it's all free hit. But what an opportunity, what an occasion. Um 
at the Riverside. It's, I'm not. I'm. We're not going to dance around it. The second favourites for that game. Knowing the group of girls, they have. They will give it absolutely 120 percent. This one. This could be the the, the game changer for the season. Hopefully, it'll kickstart them. Even these are the teams you need to be playing to see where you really are in the the grand scheme of things. Um. Oh, absolutely. And and you're absolutely. and you're pumping out the tunes before the match. Yeah, yeah, me. Um, me uh, get down. Um, sorry, I, 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 I was just opening my mouth and words were coming out there. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be. Um, You've been doing that for 88 episodes, Daniel. Yeah, but I, 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 I really lost my train of thought. It's, it's actually quite worrying. Um, they've got their PA system sorted at Genefield, so after a couple of false starts, um. So just in time for the big game, um, but has to go down and um, do some stadium announcing, um, and I'm just going to try not to not to really make a holy show of myself, of club, of um, the city of Perth, uh, of the Greater North Morton area, any of it really. Picture the scene: it's 89th minute corner, gets swung in, headed back out, and. Jody Ovens cracks one right in the top bins. What are you saying? If you don't think I've already got the heat is on downloaded onto, <laughs> onto my playlist for this game, then you are very much mistaken, my friend, for this very purpose. I, I don't know. Um, maybe I'll go a bit like Chris Akabusi going, or something like that, right? <laughs> that was John Fashion, was it not? You know, it'd be great when it'd be great. I mean, that'd make it 7 1 to Glasgow City, but it'd still be great. It's still yeah. what we're after. Yeah, I my one moment in the in the tannery box, I never got to claim a Saints goal. Very upset with all the games you could have done. You got to do the fishing Sterling Albion one. Honest to God, that was, that was genuinely textbook Miller, liquid Miller. But we will talk oh. about that very very shortly about the the. 750 games that made damage. We'll talk about the best and worst games that we've seen. That's got to be up there. But before we do that, we have been very, very fortunate. We know they're training tonight, but we've managed to grab manager Jamie Reynolds for a quick chat. Yeah, well, I literally um, got off the plane at Glasgow Airport. I got dropped off at McDermott by my missus's parents literally about five minutes ago, and I'm just standing here in the rain ready to go and train. So, what yeah, a, couldn't what, be better. Where have you been? Uh, I was in Rhodes. I was in Rhodes. Oh, I so did see that. Yeah, a good way that. to spend the, the international break uh, scouting Greeks. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> there was none. Um, out, out of but... budget. But the real work starts again <laughs> this evening. Have you ever played a team before that's on FIFA? Uh, no. No, I can't say that I have. Um, I'm looking forward to the experience, shall we say, where uh, video analysis is just going to be sitting playing FIFA on Thursday night. <laughs> Ultimate team, get them in. Yeah, because they. I've played for a team that's on FIFA, Sam. So not that's all impressed it. Who's that? I got well. I played twenty five games for a lot of come out with Moscow in nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> of course. Yes. Well, I I, for, I did forget about that. That was going to come up at one point in the podcast. <laughs> I may once again be confusing my life with that of Andrei Kinchelskis. <sighs> it's very easily done but yeah um, there was no game last week the week before you were against Glasgow women ah, yep. disappointing 2-0 any positives to take from that one I think in terms of where where we're at um, it was 
just typical of, of how our season had started. Um, losing sloppy goals at set pieces um, and doing all right in open play, doing all right in the in terms of the game, in terms of in possession, but it was it was just moments where individuals have, have switched off um, and, and it's cost us. So, yeah, it, it's just kind of been a bit of a story of the, the start of the season where defensively we... Um, we just switch off in in small moments, and and unfortunately, the the teams that we're playing against have been able to punish us. So, um, but yeah, as I say, it's uh, the international break's probably been a welcomed a welcomed break for us, mm-hmm. where we've been able to kind of just relax a little bit, take a wee bit of the 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 pressure and the expectation off a little bit, um, because it's one of those ones that. We've we've strived to to improve on absolutely everything, and um, it's it's no it's no shock to see that that approach maybe just hasn't hasn't kicked in yet. So uh, it's been a good a good opportunity for us to just relax, reset, and um, and look to go again in this little mini cycle before the the next international break. Indeed, yeah, we've got a little run of games before, as you say, for the next one, but. Um... All eyes on Sunday in the Sky Sports Cup against current Scottish Women's Champions Glasgow City. Um, a massive yep. test and something you you must be relishing. Certainly must be looking forward to. It. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know we, we highlighted uh, right at the very start of the year of what our ambitions are as a football club, and that is to gain promotion into the SWPL, and and then it's going to be playing these types of teams every other week. Um, so yeah, we're we're really looking forward to. Um, it's one of those ones that in order to 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 improve, you you need to be challenging yourself in in, in every possible way. I think. Um, when we're we're talking about Glasgow City, we're talking about a Champions League side. We're talking about a team that's got title after title. That's been the best club in in the country for a, a long, long period of time. So it'll be interesting to see how um, how they how they come to us because we're, we're under no illusions that it'll be it'll be an incredibly difficult game. Um, but what an experience it'll be for the girls to to be on the pitch with, with full-time professional football players and understand the the levels and the requirements to, to be able to perform at that level. So um we're certainly not we're certainly not conceding to oh, it'll be a nice day out by any stretch of the imagination. We have full belief in um in our ability to try and nullify their threats and, and, and try and cause them some sort of problems. Um and on the other end of the pitch as well, so we'll see how um, how it goes. But no, we're thoroughly looking forward to to, to bringing them in and welcoming them to to Riverside. Brilliant. And I noticed on Instagram this week a few of the girls were actually twin at the weekend. Have they turned up for training in pink <laughs> cowboy hats yet? <laughs> um, well, as I'm currently talking to you now, waiting on the players arriving at the training ground, I sincerely hope not. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Um, I think the the the, the pre match tunes by uh, a certain member of this podcast better not include any Shania Twain. But I'll leave that up to you. Is it up and running Maybe yet? Will not. it be good to go for Danny's debut on Sunday? Danny's debut on Sunday. From what I'm hearing, Danny's debut <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> I have had confirmation um, today from Mr Nisbet. He's, he said he said he wants me to get down to McDermott on Thursday for a little contract signing. That's that's a lie. <laughs> he's just said it's all, he's just said it's hooked up, ready to go. So um, he might um, he might have got someone else. But yeah, no Shania Twain. 
No Shania Twain and no Shania your Twain. best Spotify playlist, please. I'll, <laughs> I'll also make a promise to you to rein it in and not play any Radiohead or R.E.M. <laughs> oh, for the love of I sweet God. I my better instinct. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're coming out to Celine Dion, that is all we really care about. All the best for Sunday. It's a 1pm kickoff, if I'm not mistaken, at the Riverside on Sunday. If you are free, go down and support the girls. It will probably be a better watching the men's game at the minute. And um, they really do appreciate the support. And it's a massive, a Champions League team rocking into Perth. A great time to go down. Uh, and hopefully we can, I say cause an upset, but they've got every chance of doing something in the game. So fingers crossed to you and the team, Jamie. Thanks for coming to speak to us. And we will see you on Sunday. Excellent. Thanks very much, chaps. Thanks again, Jamie. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Jamie. Bye-bye. He's always very accommodating for us, eh? What a guy. Ah, he's a lovely fella, Jim. Um, as is Kev. He was less accommodating for us tonight because I assume he just didn't read the, the <laughs> yeah. text we put in with that. His head's Five in the zone for the football. Kev was travelling in as well. Jamie's literally just got off the plane from Greece as well. Very kind of him to join us and uh, he's a great lad. But yeah, um, obviously things, just haven't, things haven't been going entirely to plan so far this season, but hey, look, you can, there's always got to be a starting point. Things have got to turn around. I just think even with this uh, Glasgow City game, if they can just do themselves justice and get a bit of confidence up, you know, putting a good performance, getting a bit, even if the result doesn't come, get a performance in, get a bit of confidence up and it can really be a springboard to, to kick on in the league. Really can. I think so. They're good players. They're good players. Well said. Well said, Dan. And very the best of best of luck to all the girls. And we'll certainly report back on the next episode. Right. Seven hundred and fifty games have been played at McDermott Park. Saturday will be seven five one. The club officially asked what their favourites were, and uh, then we asked as well because we are um, shy on content these days. Well, if I'm being honest with you. I didn't really read the club tweet all the way through. It's only 200 and 240 characters. I didn't really read it all the way through, so I never got to the end. I thought, oh, you know what would be a good idea? If I asked what everyone's... I thought, I can really contribute here. I can ask what everyone's favourite game was. And then realised the club had done exactly that. And then I had to delete the tweet. And then I thought, you know what? I'm still doing it. But I, I then I made reference to the fact that we were just committing larceny on the club. Yeah, but we'll we'll take it. Uh, and the main ones that kind of came out of the bag, obviously, were the Dundee seven two game from nineteen ninety seven. The one that probably topped that was the Airdrie game, which we've talked about in the past, a three one game from the very early nineties. But some of the other curveballs that came up was Lucerne, uh, which was the massive day. Rosenberg as well, just penalty show wins is what it's all about. Um, yeah. But then we thought, what's the shittest games? What's the worst games? It's a very negative episode, eh? All the crap football, and now we're now talking about the worst games of McDermott. But this could be quite funny. Have a bit of fun in this. As we, as we've just previously discussed, I was on the Tannoy during the Saints nil Sterling Albion four game, which was easily one of the most grimmest matches I've ever seen. That was the worst. That was the worst game, worst Saints performance I've ever seen. Quite possibly the worst performance I've ever seen. Oh, that was grim. But the one that I'm going to throw in. And this is going to sound ridiculous because we always say about games against the old firm, you sort of shrug them off, you don't expect anything. One of the worst I have ever, ever felt coming away from a football ground was that Celtic game last season when we equalised in the 92nd minute and still lost. I was not that was, that was, Oh, that was, yeah, I, that, I felt low coming out of that game because it was just the the great sort of high we deserve some out of that game as well I remember we played really well 
it was that great high of the stoppage time equaliser to then that massive low of the also stoppage time defeat. So, who said defeat is fine? Who in history said defeat is fine? Nobody. Nelson Mandela's chiropodist. Anyway. <laughs> There's your dad joke. There's your dad joke, son. There's your dad joke for this, right? Oh, I never did one, but that's Stick good. That we don't need to. And smoke it. Well, you do the dad jokes next week. I'll leave it with you. So, because I've only got two left for the day, um, which one will be for? Uh, what features have we got left? Club shop of shame. We'll do it one for that. But that was real yes. nice, real nice. But yeah, that, some of the some of the the crapper games. Yeah, uh, definitely. For me, Sterling Albion was was the worst and I can't believe how much recent it was but again Lucerne eh, not Lucerne Trakai the two European games again Minsk and Trakai were were ranked rotten um, there's been 7 all Lask, lost to Rangers I think Lask was a well. Lask was terrible yeah Galatasaray there was, was a bit more well. exciting in that but yeah Lask I would agree as well was pretty bad just the way because it was do you know what with Lask it was probably looking at the bigger picture it's probably only in hindsight because that was the end of the that was the end of the era, really, wasn't it? Yeah. That was like, I mean, I suppose you could say the League Cup semi final against Celtic, but we were crap for a little while building into that. Yeah, the last game was um, and just and it, just because it went to pieces, like the two sending offs, and just got torn apart after after we conceded, we just got torn apart. We should have been we should have been out of sight. That was a big disappointment. Yeah, but let's try and be positive. Let's let's laugh at Rangers, shall we? Yes. Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Club shop of shame. What, what's the shop? Club shop of shame. What's the shop? Shame. Shame. That theme tune's never going to change. It's a club shop of shame where we rip the piss out of the fickle world of club merchandise and crap they're hawking. I seen this brilliant article this week. I don't know if you've seen it about because there's Ryder Cup coming up this weekend. American team McCaven was 2010. Um, yeah, he captain, was. No, right, yeah. And his his yeah. wife was in charge of. He basically let his wife do all the bits and pieces, and they didn't have any waterproofs, even though it was at Celtic Manor. And then they all got soaked, and they had to spend four thousand pound on waterproof stuff at the club shop. The American team. <laughs> And then they sewed their names on the back of the tops to make them look like American, and then that just let more water in. It was an absolute shambles. How don't let your wife deal I with them that day as well. What's that? Europe won every single. Yeah. Europe won every tie on that day. Yeah. Uh, so letting people who don't really know about merchandise in charge of merchandise is not the way forward. Uh, and that brings us sadly. We're, we're having a laugh here, but it takes us sadly on to uh, the news of Donald Farker. Uh, St Johnston stalwart did loads of stuff around the club he actually sat in front of me in the main stand last season sadly passed away this week so our thoughts go to him and his family yeah absolutely uh, very sad news I, I, you know, I have to admit I didn't know Donald particularly well um, recognise him from around the ground and uh, always a always a friendly face always um, obviously his dedication to Saints was well known and I'm sure he would have been Bloody touched by a lot of the tributes, his friends and many, many friends and folk around the club had made to him. Um, you know, in the in the hours and days after his untimely passing, uh, it was very nice the club to 
to put something out from the official account as well. So yeah, um, all all wishes, uh, as you say, some all very best wishes to Donald's family. Uh, a truly truly tragic time. Exactly, and the reason I bring it up during this shop of shame is because I was told a story this week about when he was in charge of bringing stuff into the club shop, and it was a load of shit. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> so we always try and find a positive in everything. So um, that will always be a fun uh, story. It's like when you buy like really cheap merch, and then like for promotional material, like golf tees and stuff. I think that was probably um, yeah. with the club badge in it. But... <laughs> well. I mean, we're not. Um, we've got a bunch of Alpaz coffee club mugs to to <laughs> testify to um, Donald's lasting impact on us, probably there. So, um, with that, no, but we're in the same story. So, it, it's stuff like that. It does make you, it's, yeah, it's always a good laugh at times. You know, a little bit of uh, fun fondness. She said these uh, difficult times. So, indeed, indeed. yeah. Um, but do you know who else is very good at merchandise? Or not good at merchandise, Dan. <laughs> I know two people that are very good at merchandise, or two organisations, and they're about to collide. Rangers Football Club. I was going to say me and Dogger Saints podcast. <laughs> I thought it was the two you were going to suggest there, but because uh, they are both both crap at merchandise. But Foco and Rangers, Dan. Yes, although I will have to pull you up on your pronunciation there. Foco. Foco. As we all know, Foco. <laughs> right. right, so Foco, um, I think we did a whole episode, or we did basically an hour once in the early days when we thought we could get away with doing three-hour episodes forever, <laughs> basically on Foco's website, and it was it was Hall of Fame shite. But they've re-emerged this week, and obviously Rangers aren't um, exactly shy of, you know, I think they are the most featured in this um, in this feature. Right. This was sent in to us by Andy Gannon. Andy sort of carried the podcast a few weeks ago, so but again this came from the uh from the summer hiatus era. <laughs> right, so we know it's ranges, we know it's focal. Um if you don't know what focal is, some people might not. Google it. Yeah. It's basically a website that make really crap merchandise, but officially. They're official it's official yeah. merch, but they've kinda of got their own kind of take on stuff. Like Hawaiian shirts and stuff. I'm not gonna lie. We sometimes say, oh, we're struggling for content for this. Uh, you know, we're struggling for stuff for this feature. We could just go to Foco's website every week. It would get really boring. But <laughs> there is enough to keep us going forever, I think. I would say so. Um, yeah. Anyway, right. So Rangers play at Ibrox. They do. Yeah. In Govan. Castle Grayskull. Castle Grayskull, indeed. Right. Now, football clubs are sacred. Uh, football grounds, sorry, are sacred places to support us aren't they the cathedrals temples temple of the saints indeed <laughs> McDermott or probably that might have been Morton even I don't know anyway sacred places and you know you, people like to have maybe like have a photograph of the ground or something like that I, but they might like to have a photograph of the ground or a painting or something like that you know modern art if you're a Rangers fan and you have access to focal you can get <laughs> Ibrox immortalised in jabroni Lego. <laughs> Fake Lego Ibrox. Fake Lego Ibrox, right? Um, and I'll be honest with you, we're running with that because that's the only description I can come. That's the only description I can come up with, um, because there's no description. What's his official title? 
It is the Rangers FC. Rangers? Rangers FC, Ibrox, Brooksless. That's all in capital. So Brooksless, uh, BRXLZ. I'm assuming it is the name of the Jabroni Lego. He's just been mega blocks with the Jabroni Lego yeah. choice. Um, stadium. So I'm looking down and I've got a I'm made out of Brooksless. Um, footballs from Liverpool United, the Arsenal, Chelsea, England, City. So yeah, they've obviously focal. Fo- I've obviously come up with um, a deal with these guys. So the, the, the footballs are twenty two quid each. I'd imagine it'd be quite fragile when you kick them. But yeah, standing on leg was bad enough. But kicking a full jabroni Lego ball is certainly not uh, advisable. I would say. No, no, it is not. Did I ever tell you about the time? Well, I had somebody at school. Um, she had a really round head, not like circular, but like kind of like round. So we called her Lego head, not to her face, <laughs> obviously, because that is nasty and horrible. We'd never do that. But she had a wee sister, and do you know what her nickname was? Go on, Duplo. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. I was I thought it was a good nickname based on that. I'll be honest with you. You guys had some good nicknames. Yeah, I seen one earlier on online. It was like um, there was a wee guy, like a really small guy called Anthony. So they called him Shetland Tony. <laughs> so, <laughs> big fan of that. So right, tell me more about the Brixles Ibrox thing. Is there just what is it? Is how many pieces? What what is it? Tell me. I need I need the info. Express your uncontrollable passion for your team. <laughs> they do have uncontrollable passion. Well, can't argue with that. They hate everything. By building this Rangers FC Ibrox Brooksler's Stadium. So building it, there's assembly required. This puzzle is highly detailed. Puzzle now? No, it's a puzzle, yeah. So that would suggest you that it doesn't come with instructions. Like building, like, stage, stage by stage, you just have to build it yourself. You just wing it. It's a puzzle. But I imagine Rangers fans are most losers that they know, uh, they know Ibrox brick by brick. So it's highly detailed and presents you with the ultimate challenge of skill and dedication. That <laughs> <laughs> is a big claim there. <laughs> it's the ultimate challenge of skill, of and, skill dedication. and dedication. Gary Kasparov died for nothing, obviously. Being a fighter pilot. No, 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 no. But have you ever built a Brixler's Ibrox? Because that, my friend, is the ultimate, the ultimate challenge of skill and dedication. Well, quite. When built... You will have created a stadium masterpiece, again, big claims there, which you can proudly show off and display with your other club merchandise. So they've managed to plug the fact that you should be buying more club merchandise there. <laughs> don't don't encourage don't encourage them. Don't encourage Rangers fans because they'll do it. And also, if I if I was to build a puzzle a, a puzzle stadium or a, any stadium, Ibrox or the Bernabeu or the Maracanara. The last thing I'd be doing is showing it off because I wouldn't want anyone to know that I'd do such a thing in my spare time. Uh, right, I've just you sent me it there, and I'm just having a look. It looks pretty crap. It looks awful. It's certainly not a masterpiece. See underneath the description, if you hit read more, there's it also gives you features and details. Oh my days! Right, I'm not going to go through all of these, but construction toy that assembles into miniature team stadium. Includes decals? Decals. The they're, they're the stickers, features. yeah, like the wee stickers you stick on things. Right, cool. Recommended for ages 12 and up. Warning, choking hazard, small parts, death trap. 
<laughs> officially licensed because of course it is imported imported from where <laughs> just imported from govern <laughs> um right so what we've got here is we've, i'll admit it's very detailed there's i mean it is it is spot on there's 2246 pieces who has the time and it's only 30 centimeters long which is the size of a normal ruler that's not massive for 2246 pieces how small are these pieces? No, what, no matter what your missus tells you, that's tiny. Um, I, don't, I don't have one anymore, Dan. That's the second reference you've made them laughing in my face. Both were inadvertent. The first one wasn't. Um, <laughs> well, no. It, it was advertent that you live with your mum. So it's tiny. It's in, it is intricate. You imagine you'd have to do it with a pair of tweezers or something. Right, so it's tiny. It requires assembly. I'm just going to get to the price here. These companies, including Rangers themselves, must just see them coming a mile off. It's 60 quid. No. It's got nine reviews. It averages out at four stars. Has it got any reviews? No, it's got it's got nine. It averages out at four stars, and that seems to mainly be because someone's giving it three oh, someone's giving it three stars because it was missing pieces. I check the dog shit because nobody else seems to have had this issue. Um the dog's been the dog's been munching it. Someone said pricey for what it is. Catherine M, you are very um, perceptive. Um, but it mainly seems to have been bought down by Mark F, Mark with a C. We used to have a lad at school, actually, who was called Mark, and it was with a C, and we called him French Mark. Um, <laughs> rubbish communication. Ordered in early December and still not received or heard anything from the company, and that was on the 9th of January. So, fuck all. I've let Mark with a C down. Um yeah, but other than that, people seem to like it. Um, someone's called it Nicholas B, and that's Nicholas without a H, so French Nicholas. And he might well be French, actually, because he's called it Superb, but with an E on the end. Oh, good. Has it got an a, like a accent above it? No, nah, it's not got an accent on it, so that's what's throwing me. That's Probably not just, just a bit stupid. That reminds me, I was out for dinner on Friday there, and we are talking about old girlfriends and stuff in the past, and two girls' nicknames that I've not heard in a long time came up. Rachel Poopy Pants and Amy French Pants. You're going to have to elaborate. I really can't on this podcast. Well, I mean, Rachel Poopy Pants very much speaks for itself. It, it doesn't, actually. It's just because she always used to wear these jeans and there was like a small bulge at the bottom that made it look like she shit herself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Amy French Pants, I can't remember her actual name, but yeah, that's, that's there's not much elaboration required in there. She was keen on a pair of French pants. Well, there we go. And well done to me for getting through a... Um... The thing about ex-girlfriends without mentioning the fact that your wife left you. Um, oh, no, I did. We can cut that out. No, no, it's staying in. I want people to know you're a bastard, Dan. We'll see how I'm oh, feeling God. during the edit tomorrow. We'll see how I'm feeling. Hmm. Don't, what's it? Don't take any grief from me. I'm taking the piss. I don't know. It doesn't bother me in the slightest anymore. But the Club Shop of Shame is definitely going in, though. Oh, yeah. You see Rangers and you think that's going in. Even the, like... How many items of we're gonna to have to go back? I think I think we'll need to do like a an inventory of all the ranger shit we've featured on here. I am pretty sure as well. Andy the Viking Fordham, rest in peace. He, um, I'm pretty sure he had a Rangers gold chain. But I think we've also had that on the pod on the club shop chain before. Yeah, the pendant. I think we had the Tottenham pendant. Tottenham Hotspur one as well, the cockerel one. Ah, he did. He he, he had um. I, he had many clubs. He had many clubs did the Viking. Well, this is for the, 
we'll, we'll do a dad joke just so we can move on. Yeah, please. We need to wrap this up somehow. Right. What do you do if a bird shits on your car? Go on. Don't go out with her again. <laughs> oh, Rachel, poopy pants shitting on people's cars. Right. That's what she did. Let's move on. And we've got a game on Saturday. Let's talk about that. Livingston. Livingstone. Do we have to? Uh, we'll be very, very brief about this one. We're supposed to have um, Liam Innes on from the Amundry podcast. <laughs> but he did. He did who agreed to, to speak to us yesterday uh, for tonight and then he forgot it was his birthday today. <laughs> like a fucking but idiot. I've got, I'm going to have to go through the full messages here because I genuinely couldn't believe I genuinely couldn't believe what I was reading. I also forgot it was I also knew it was his birthday and forgot. Text him late on this afternoon. How does eight sound can do earlier slash later at your convenience? Comes up. This isn't me fishing for your wishes but I genuinely forgot it was my birthday today when you asked me yesterday. So we'll be having a cheeky dinner with the wife. And he said he got... <laughs> and then I said, well, very happy birthday, my lovely friend. And he goes, cheers, man. Being on a shopping spree in next. I mean, what? <laughs> this man knows how to live. <laughs> he has gone full into his... He's gone full into Darmol, by the way. Speaking of which, um, I'm going on holiday next Friday, week on Friday, to Menorca for a couple of days. And I went to the next website, the VIP sale, because mum's a member, and got a T-shirt. I need to show you this. Right, so he's gone away. So this could be my chance to do something funny on his back. Speaking of going full da, I am morphing into my dad. Oh my days, that is a normie special, by the way. It really is. A, a normal t-shirt, I don't know what you call that kind of collar. It's like a granddad collar. Yeah, granddad collar t-shirt and a, and a kind of ready pink colour. It's very much Norman Miller territory, isn't it? That is Norman J. Miller. Good, do like that next. Is- yeah, yeah, you can get some good stuff. Also, if you go on the Reese web, uh, go on the next website. You can they do Reese stuff. stuff. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, when I was going through, it's like, why is that so expensive? No, that was Reese, Danny Williams territory. <laughs> that <laughs> give Reese a chance to Danny Williams story. I cannot remember who said that, but it was brilliant. Nice. I'll I'll claim that it was me. But it was a listener, so I listen. If we can remember, <laughs> give Reese a chance, <laughs> yeah, indeed. But yeah, Livingston on Saturday. Are we going with two up top? Well, he's gonna have to do something different. Because I've said, I said, I'm sorry, I turned into Fred Elliott there. I say, I say, <laughs> I say, I say, right, I, say, um, I, say. I say, I say. Sort of doing the thing that we all slagged Callum for, except for this time it doesn't involve five at the back. Yeah. So he seems to be getting away with it a little bit more, but he's sticking rigidly to a formation that isn't working and isn't really suiting the players he's got available to him. I know that he tried against Sterling to go with a diamond in midfield. He played two up, he played two up top a lot in the League Cup. And it worked against Alloa because it should really work against Alloa. I actually think it worked against there, and then Sterling pretty much put the kibosh on it. But, but to be fair to that um, team against Alloa, three of them players are nowhere near the first team anymore. Cammy Ballantyne's gone, Ryan McGowan's been banished, and Ben McChrystal's gone to another club. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's gone out on loan. He's in the Lowland League, isn't he? Or mm. Highland League, something like that. He's not in the league. Um, or in the SPFL. I think he's going to have to try something. And the other thing was, you've actually alluded to the point there that I was going to make. It was a different squad of players. It was a totally different squad of players. Then. And he might have brought in guys that could could suit it more. I I don't know who's guaranteed a. I don't know who's actually guaranteed a game. Considine, pro- well, Mitov, obviously. Considine on current form, although the way they fell apart for the second goal on Saturday, I don't know. Considine's played 
pretty well since he's come back into the side. Sprangler would be um, a starter, you'd think. Sprangler. And probably May, one way or another. Um, and Kerry. And Phillips. No, oh, yeah, Kerry. The rights and wrongs of that can be discussed. Um, <laughs> he's going to have to... I'd, I'd try a 4 4 of some description. Is it a must-win? Try a 4 4 Sorry? Is it a must-win? I think so. I think it's... I, I said, I think it... And I don't think I'm being dramatic, which I am quite often known to be, but I don't think I'm being dramatic when I said it's season-defining. Yeah. Because this... That, that's going to be the bottom two. Or they... It looks like it's the two weakest teams in the division. And us and Livingston. We, it, we, we beat them. We might get something going. And any team to get a win and break the losing habit, it it does. You can go you can go places after a win, but he, I, I do think he's going to have to change something. Depends on his options. Kane should be back, so you'd imagine if he is, he'd slot into the side. Nicky Clark's meant to have been coming back for about three weeks now. Yeah, it's just it's obviously not there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a funny one, Nicky Clark, because he just keeps saying yeah, he's ready to go, and he's just nowhere near the squad, but. We think yeah. the fixture list maybe is going to ease up a bit because we've played Rangers and Celtic and Hearts and Hibs, but it's really not. Um, no, apart from and it won't. No, Livingston at home, but then we've got Aberdeen away, which will be pretty tricky because they've came in for some form. But again, it's after a European game, so hopefully that'll yeah. concert master. Motherwell at home, St Mirren away, which is now going to be an absolute disaster because they're flying. Kilmarnock at home, yeah. Kilmarnock are a decent outfit, and then we're back to Rangers away again. So it's... Uh, and then Ross County, so it's it's tricky. No easy games. And do you want and do you want to know something? I do. I do want to know and something. And this about. is and again, this isn't me being downbeat, but we're not gonna have an easy game all season. No. Or we're not gonna get any respite because every team in the league's better than us. At the minute, every team in the league's better. We're bottom. We're bottom of the league. And it has been a tough start. I mean, playing Rangers and Celtic, and we did well to get a point off Celtic. And they were probably our two best performances um, Hearts were not that great um, they're in a bit of disarray and they beat us pretty comfortably in the end Hibs alright new manager bounce but they were comfortable against us even like County like we were terrible up in Dingwall but County were alright Dundee looked pretty good against us so even the teams where you might be thinking oh well we could be getting something there we could be Looking at something there, not even getting, not even getting close. We burgled the point against Dundee, so I think he, he needs to try something, and he needs to maybe put his trust in the guys that he signed. I don't see how he goes in with, I don't know how he goes in without a holding midfielder. Well, he won't, and he can't, which maybe makes me think we might be back to the diamond. So I mean, I don't, I don't know what we're going with. Mate's having goal, all the fun work at right back based on present form between the two right-backs. Um, wouldn't be adverse to seeing Gordon come back in there on current form. And he'll be back, obviously missed. Um, I think he should be back. I don't know how long it is for the concussion protocol, which is why he missed, well, obviously why he went off against Rangers and why he missed um, Hibs on Saturday. It was with a concussion protocol. Um, I don't know whether it's a week or two. Um, Considine Robinson who I don't dislike um, 
Sprangler. Good name, isn't it? Sven Sprangler. Big son. Sven Sprangler. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'd go Phillips, Turner Cook, or Smith. Go Max. I thought Max played well when he came on on Saturday. Yeah. I thought he looked, at, he looked around it. Just go balls out and play Franny. I don't know. Um, balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. And then he's going to he's gonna have to go with two at the top. He's going to have to. You probably want May in there. Because you want his running. I'd, I'd go May and Kane. If Kane's fit. If Kane's not fit, I'd go May and Jeffcott. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty bleak. But there is there are players there. There's good players, and he's got to find a just something that makes him click. I mean, this Turner Cook guy, he's really well thought of at Newcastle. And I'll be honest with you, they won't have sent him up here to sit on the bench. No, I think he's better than that. Anyway, I think there's a player there certainly. There is a player there. I know yeah. for a fact. I think there's a player in Costello. I, I know he's had a couple of pretty rough games, but I think he's got a lot of raw materials. I've, I might get shouted down for this. I think there's a player in Smith. I think there's a player in Smith. I don't think the, te- the team's in that bad a shape. I really, I genuinely don't. I, it's just getting no, them all playing. Been... We could be flying. We, I genuinely think the players that we've got there are of a decent standard. They worry me at the back. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know who could be useful at the back? Ryan McGowan. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a story I, there I which will come out. I don't know what's happened, but whether he's no, voicing opinion and just fell out with Mac, I, I don't. I genuinely don't know. I'd just be surmising there. Um, but something's got. Something's obviously gone on. Yeah, because nobody's telling me that the way he started the season, all right, it was crap at Dingwall, but everyone was crap at Dingwall. Nobody's telling me that he's not a better option than what we've got in at least two positions. I think you want to give Sprangler a run in that holding role, and I think he's earned that from from Saturday. Um, Centre half, I don't. Even, mind you, last time I saw him play right back, it wasn't pretty. Even right back, I don't know. He's a good player and he's a good character to have inside. He's a proper leader on the pitch. Um, obviously, something's gone on, but look, and they tried to get rid of him, they didn't. And it may be a bit of a lesson early doors for Maka that they've just got just got to learn to draw a line under things. Look, I, it might it might be something more serious than anyone thinks or knows. Does you know good holding grudges? Not, um, not at all. As long as I don't need to bring a book with me to the game to read it if we were getting pumped 7-0 <laughs> by Livingston, that'd be absolutely fine. Have a flick Liv- through the match day magazine. Yeah, that was... Um, I don't blame that lady at Bramall Lane for reading a book. Um, <laughs> the only thing I blame her for is still being... <laughs> the only thing I would have done differently is still been in the ground at that point because um, I would have been reading it back in my, back in my house or in the pub. <laughs> Or if she was on a supporters bus or something like that, I'd have been back on the bus reading that. Yeah, that's the um, thing though. Like when you when you do get a supporters bus, like we did on Saturday, there, like you're like, there's no point in leaving early because you're just gonna sit in the bus and even the drivers at the game, so you're not even gonna get on the bus. Just stand outside for the principle of just not being at the game. 
Yeah, well, I, that seemed like a good option at one point on Saturday, I must <laughs> admit. But, um, yeah, look, we need a win. Uh, Livingston, obviously, we don't have a great record against Livy. Even when we were pretty decent, we didn't have a great record against Livy. I think what they do offer, and this is the thing, right, this is sort of what I was alluding to. I'm not meaning to kick the arse out of this, but Livy are a big physical team. Yep. Big physical team. The boys up top are an absolute handful. Big Joel, I mean, he's haunted us in the past at Livy and at Arbroath, actually. They are a, they're a tough, rough and ready side. We, we're we not a physical side at all. Um, we also don't really look like a football inside. So, But that seems like a better bet than, that we do become, you know, a football inside. Because I think we've got more hope of that than anything else. But he needs to stop going on about... I'm, I'm not meaning to get on McLean's case here because he's probably beating himself up far more than anyone else could, knowing what he's like. He's, he's, he's a good lad. He's a good lad, and he really and, and he wants he he really wants to do well. But he needs to stop going on about this high press, high intensity football. And we've just not got the players to do it because it's just going to come back and haunt him. Fans fans were already bringing it up all the time that he keeps saying this. And it's like, well, where is it? Yeah, and what he wants to do and what his budget dictates he can do are two highly different things. You're not going to be able to get a team that can do high press and run all over the park for. 900 quid a week at this level against teams yeah and look the guys he's had to bring in he's had to take a chance on a lot Smith looked like the best bet if I'm honest because he's however many caps he's got for Wales and stuff like that I mean as I keep saying these are guys with good pedigree they've been at Manchester City and Liverpool and Chelsea and Newcastle and you know good big academies down south so they've obviously got something about them none of them were attached so there is and there is reasons for that he's got to find a way to see what works for them to see what they can do rather than what they can't do what do you think we got from Charlton injured <laughs> handy Han- handy yeah he was in the stands um, against Ranger. I tell you what he's a Big bugger and all, talking about not got much of a physical presence. Went past him on the stairs um, at the Rangers game. I'll tell you what, he's a big lump of a boy. He really is. A big think, unit. But again, looking at what Charlton fans have said, he can't cross the ball. Well, you'll fit, fit in this team, no bother. <laughs> right. we, can, we can't get anybody in the box to get on the end of things anyway, so that was absolutely no problem at all. Right, Dan has got his blue tack and his thumbtacks out to pin something on the Big Dogger Saints notice board, what should we expect to see on it this week, Dan? Well, obviously, every time we do this and we've got a home game coming up, we've got a food bank collection on. Now, usual script with the food bank at the Livingston game. We'll be back in our normal spot um, on the other side of the shop <laughs> where we're getting Celtic. But yeah, if you can, if you're in a position to spare a few bits, that'd be most appreciated. Yeah, I've seen the list this week and one of the things said laundry products and I don't know what that meant. Uh, washing washing powder and stuff like that. Yeah, washing, you know, washing powder or detergent, whatever. I don't whatever know what that is. is. My mum does all my washing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pile of washing now. Like That's going to be a horrible week when I'm actually back in. Um, is is there cleaning facilities at the Premier Inn? Nah. So I'll have to go to laundry. Which... So, sorry, this notice board, food bank, more important topic. Yes, yeah, notice board, food bank. So yeah, 
Um, we'll have our list up on social media, um, Facebook and Twitter or X, whatever. Bookmark this because we have got actually, we've only got three home games between now and November. But on November the 1st, because of this, because we are coming up to the time of the year where the pinch will be felt more strongly than ever, um, we're going to have the Wednesday night game against, Wednesday or Tuesday night? Anyway, night game, November the 1st against Kilmarnock at home. We'll be having a focus on food banks day at McDermott or game I should say at McDermott the club have been very very cooperative very much appreciated from Stan and everyone at the club and Bev for as usual being our middle middle ground uh, negotiator for this uh, they got back to us right away said they were delighted um, so we're going to be having extra collections sort of through extra collection buckets sort of for Saints in the community in their food banks projects and Christmas hamper campaign. We'll be having them throughout the ground. We'll have our usual food bank collection on the FCU, Blair. So I have to say a massive thank you to Blair and Nathan, the guys at the FC, uh, agreed to do a big, uh, big display, banner display during that game. It's also very purposeful that it's um, Kilmarnock, acres of time of the year, but also because our friend Robert, who's our Chief Honcho for uh, fan supporting food banks Scotland. Um, they're his team. Ho- we'll hopefully have a big involvement from Killy from the away support as well. Um, so just a little date for the diary. Also, I don't know why I'm encouraging this or why I'm promoting this. We've got a fans forum on Monday night. Yes. <laughs> if we lose on Saturday, we'll be eventful. But um, my food bank co coordinator, um, good pal Colin, will be chairing that. So. Yeah, I've not um, I've not came along to one yet. I might just do that on Monday. Ah, just do it. Come and come and roughhouse. But yeah, it's um. So we've got that on Monday up at McDermott. Um, yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun. Lovely. Good stuff. Um, that's so that's that. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> Cheers, Forrest. We've come to the end of an episode. Um, we'll be back in two weeks as per. Oh, between that, I'll be celebrating a birthday and going on holiday. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I do need to... This is my last notice board item for my dear pal who is turning 40 this week, Mr Miller. Hello. So many happy returns for this week, mate. Oh. And as much as I enjoy um, playable taking a piss out of you, I do hope you have a I hope you have a lovely a lovely old time uh, this week. And I'll, I'll, I'll see you at several points, I'm sure. Very much so. Yes, that that will be very much planned. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm letting it go under the kind of under the radar a little bit. Can't be fuck celebrating. I don't want to admit that I'm forty. I don't feel forty. Certainly giggling at the term Max Cucci Ravi earlier on, and uh, bearded Clamilton. <laughs> so I'm certainly not the mindset of a forty year old. We will finish with a song as we do, Daniel. We've had Goodbye My Lover, Goodbye by the Spice Girls, but we we like St. Johnson-based songs. And Ian McLaren, who did the Murray Davidson song, which we played maybe about two or three months ago, has came out with another one, and I've promised him for weeks that we'll play his new one, the St. T's song, which you can get on Bandcamp and on YouTube. We'll post the links up. It's a peach. There's one time at Bandcamp. <laughs> what did you do? I don't know, but it would have fitted in with this week's theme scene. <laughs> It certainly would, you're absolutely right. Well, I shoved the flute on my Max Coochie Ravi. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for anybody that's uh, tuning in to this specific part of the podcast to listen to the St. Johnson song and have 
<laughs> I had to deal with that. But it's by Ian McLaren and the St. Johnston Airs. Good title. But it has been written by, and I must have, I have to put this in now, it has been written by Stuart Nisbet. So he uh, was the writer, Ian McLaren and the St. Johnston Airs. And as I say, Bandcamp, and it's on YouTube. We'll post the links and we'll finish out with this. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I can abide all these songs of the climb And the fourth makes me mad as a hatter And the dawn and the dee pleasures for me And the ness I'm afraid just doesn't matter for here flows the river that gladdens my heart and carries the message I'm here to impart. There's nae side on Tayside like St. Johnston. There's nae team that makes me laugh and cry. Win or draw or lose. I'm sticking with the blues My favourite one's a Saint-Dee's man And so the hell am I There's an team that's my dream But St Johnston I love my club until the day I die There's an eight-wall game's the same to me The Dermot Park is hate to me There's an side on Tayside like St Johnston Nay team, that's my dream, but St Johnston All week I cannot wait for Saturday What would dare dispute that the Tullock Institute Contains their fit more insights than the Hale Dam SFA There's nay team, that's my dream, like St Johnston I love my club until the day I die but I'd gladly watch the silvery tail Watch Canada dance and dance away There's an side on Tayside like St Johnston Come on you saints! There's an side on Tayside like St Johnston There's an team that makes me laugh and cry When I draw or lose I'm sticking with the blues Oh,